good morning or good afternoon, whatever. Whatever time you're listening to this. So, I did a trailer and then I didn't end up making a first episode because, you know, time flies when you're having fun and working full time and staying busy. <sighs> and you're limited to what you're allowed to do, you know, outside of work because you're married to someone controlling. And uh, the only time I have to record things is, you know, on my drive to work or in the morning instead of showering or something. So here I am driving to work, (laughs) recording. I wanted to record today because something happened today that happens almost every day. And I'm finally picking up on how bad it is. So, being married to someone controlling, they used to be terribly controlling, and then I couldn't take it too much, I couldn't take it anymore, you know, I grew up in a family that was very tight-knit, like, we were all so close together, like, all I ever wanted to do was spend time with my mom, you know, she was my best friend, but when I'm not with my mom, you know, in my school. So I was just constantly with the authoritative figure in my life because dad didn't make any decisions. It was all mom. She did everything. Not that she wanted to. Uh, Dad just didn't do anything. And he's proving even more so now that I'm an adult that he does nothing. And I grew up with this figure that would control every aspect of my life because I'm her child, I'm her daughter, I'm a little baby. And when I was 17 was when I started really getting involved with my now husband. And when um, he and I started getting involved. You know, we're in that honeymoon phase. We have to be around each other 24-7. But even though I was still in the honeymoon phase, I still wanted to hang out with friends and stuff in between. And it's like, at the very beginning, he was the only thing that existed in my life. He was the only thing I wanted to be around. When you're 17 and you're in love, when you're, like, really in love, it's, it's hard to not, you know just let go of your entire life for this guy, girl, whoever that you love. And, um, I went from one controlling figure to the next and didn't realize there was something wrong with that because this was the first man that I wasn't actually scared was going to cheat on me. This was the first one that I was able to trust. The first one that never did cheat on me. And the first one that I actually truly loved and was obsessed with. And um, it just, it made it so easy to me, for me to just slip into this perfect little mold of what he wanted. And he grew up with his, both of his parents, very controlling. Um, His dad was abusive to his mom, but not to him. 
um, the anger that was in that home and all the screaming and yelling that went on like that that was what he came from I came from a family with so much love and no abuse and he came from a family with only abuse and um, it was just uh, clash of two worlds <laughs> you know and I fit perfectly where he wanted because I trusted he would love me and he'd never hurt me and he didn't in the sense of cheating um, he did in the sense of beating down the slight bit of confidence I had um, you know getting into a relationship at 17 I never was able to have my own apartment I was never able to be my own person and then we got a house together after years of breaking up, getting back together, breaking up because I was so miserable and I, I didn't get why. I thought there was something wrong with me. Then we went through therapy and realized he's just telling me there's something wrong with me. It's actually him. And then, of course, I have to retrain myself on how to be an independent person at 30 years old. And I still don't know how to do that. And um, I have zero confidence in anything that I do. And I'll get, like, I'll be with a company for so long and I'll learn everything. And I'm so confident in my job because I know so much. And I'm everybody's, you know, first reference. Anytime they need anything, I am always the person people come to first because I deal with all of the problem childs, I deal with all the stupid technicalities that come out and I'm the one that always knows how to fix it because I'll remember each one of those situations in particular and I'll know exactly how to fix it or I'll learn the systems, I'll be the only one that knows you know, what combination of keys you have to press to get to a specific page or what page you can go to to find this tiny little piece of information that you can't find anywhere else you know, I'm always that one that people go to and after a while, when you're stuck in that same job, like, you're confident. You love, love that people come to you. You love that you're, like, not the know-it-all because, you know, but you know a lot of it. And people know that. And people trust you. And you get this confidence. But then you go home. And everything you do is questioned. You know, you go home and you talk about how awesome your day was or how terrible your day was and he doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't give a shit. And if you're going to tell him negative, like seriously, you're just going to piss him off. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you have to ruin his mood? Like I never come home and give him attitude. I come home and say, I had a really long day and this is what happened. And you just, you tell him what happened and you like, you're venting to him and it's, why are you telling me this? You're just pissing me off. <laughs> like, how do you think I feel? I fucking went through it. I just want to talk to you. But that doesn't matter because you're pissing him off and that's all that matters. Well, after years, we've been together for 13 and a half years. After years, I finally... 
was able to figure out why I can't make these decisions on my own. And I feel so stupid sometimes. And it just poured out one week, last weekend. And I told him, I have zero confidence. I have never had the chance to be a proper adult and make my own decisions. Everything has been based off of your opinion. I want to go see my mom for the day that we have nothing planned. I have to wait for your permission. I have to ask you or nonchalantly kind of tell you I would like to go and it would be nice and wait until I get the approval because I have zero confidence in the fact that I'm a 30 year old adult that if I want to spend a weekend day with my mom I should be able to do that but it's a question and then I'm told fine Fridays Fridays will be the day that you can always spend with family because Saturday and Sunday is when we will do things okay come this past Friday I wanted to see my mom you know the previous Friday we had gotten to a nasty argument and he begged and begged and begged and begged and fucking begged for me to come home please do not I need you I need you and it's like I'm the one that got beaten down I need some space but he needs me and he would never do it but just imagine if he were suicidal that day and I didn't go home when he said he needed me. <laughs> Guess what I did? I went home. <laughs> and we had a conversation. And I told him about my confidence. And how everything dropped. And that was stupid. He just manipulated me. So I told him I have zero confidence. So now, for a day, for one day, it was... If I'd ask him how to do things, something, I don't know, you figure it out. Like he wants me to build my confidence. And then it's something, this is so stupid. You're gonna laugh at this, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. We had asparagus last night. <laughs> now, when we go to the bathroom, he's so frugal, whatever. So, both of us will pee. He'll pee, and then I'll pee, or the other way around. Whoever goes first asks if the other one has to pee, so we know not to flush. I had to pee, he had to pee, so he peed. Well, a half hour after we had asparagus, his pee smells, and it smells like raw sewage. <laughs> that happens when you have asparagus. It happens to everybody. And I <clears throat> I said that, like, ooh, like that, that was strong. And then I said that, you know, my pee smells too. And he, like, didn't seem to get offended about it. Instead, he just said, I'm crazy and I'm making things up and he doesn't smell it. So, you know, obviously I'm just making that up or I'm imagining things. And, like, said it in a joking manner, but not so joking. So, I'm like, does he honestly think I'm crazy right now? And I thought about it all night and all morning. So this morning, about a half hour ago, I looked on Google because he had said, you know, we just ate it a half hour ago. There is no way you're imagining things. Okay. So I looked it up on Google. It said 15 minutes. So I sent him a screenshot of that. It says your pee can start to smell within 15 minutes. But 
only a quarter of the population has the gene that can smell those compounds that makes it smelly. So he's in the three quarters that can't smell it. So I must be making things up right. So it's, it's on me. So I sent him that screenshot. He said, okay, dot, 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 LOL. And I was like, well, I, you know, it, it really bothers me. I actually, I said really, but removed it. I said, it bothers me that you call me crazy and say I'm making things up or it's all in my head when it's not because it actually makes me question myself especially considering we just had this conversation about my confidence and he said well it really bothers me when you bitch that my pee smells and it's like okay so I'm telling you what's a, a very strong mental problem I'm having and you turn it into you weren't happy that I said our pee smells because I said our pee smells our pee smells asparagus our pee not your pee our pee but yes let's make you the fucking victim you're the victim right I'm the piece of shit I'm the piece of shit in this situation okay whatever apologized for offending him when I said our pee smells and instead he said you know what I'm just not gonna buy asparagus anymore problem solved I'm sorry that's that's the solution I, t I had this conversation with you about how terrible my confidence is, how it is non-existent, and the first chance I have to talk to you about something you said that, you know, really adds to that, you immediately turn it around onto me and it's my fault? Like, serious? I'm like, you know what? Just forget I said anything. I'm not going to argue over it. And then I just silenced his notifications. That was about a half hour ago. I don't even... Oh, that's right. And he he said thank you for guilt tripping me. Because I, I guilt tripped him. Because I said, you know, we just had this conversation and I thought I could talk to you about it. But I won't anymore. Obviously, I can't do that. I'm wrong. So, I don't know. Maybe what I said was wrong. I don't know. I'm going to question everything I said. Because I'm always the bad one. I keep giving him chances. He changed so much from what he used to be. Yet he's still so cruel. And in a way that I don't even notice until hours later when I can't stop thinking about what he said. And if I bring it up to him, I'm the bad person for taking it the wrong way. Or I'm the bad person because I did something that made him say that. It's always my fault. Always my fault. Doesn't matter what I do. It will always be my fault. And I don't know how to fix that, aside from leaving. And I don't know if that'll fix that. Because I'm the issue, right? I'm the one that's taking everything wrong. I'm the one that's 
not able to just fight him. <laughs> it's all my fault. I just take it lying down. <laughs> God. <clears throat> and he keeps telling me, like, whenever we get in these bad arguments, that just fucking kills me. And it's like, you know what? I need some space and, and I don't want to go home or, you know, maybe I want to spend the night, like, with my parents or something. It always turns into, I'm not living like this. If you leave, don't come back. That is always what he says. If you leave, don't come back. And I always, I go home. Why? Because let's be honest. If I left, I didn't come back. I wouldn't be the sad one, would I? I'd miss them. I'd miss the passion that we have, the good times. I'd miss all the good times. And then I'd start thinking about the bad times. <clears throat> and it remind me that I'm not dealing with those anymore. And I'd be able to get my confidence up, you know? And uh, we even talked like about what I would do of course of course we talk about that because he's going to bring down my confidence he doesn't he doesn't want me to think that I could actually do it I've thought all this through talking about moving out and uh with a price of rent and everything it's really ridiculous right now but split between two people that's not that bad there's a girl at work that got into a bad divorce and she's trying to, you know, find, um, find a way to get out of her parents' house because in her divorce, somehow her husband got the dog, the house, um, her 401k, everything. He couldn't pay her back anything. So... She lost everything she had. So she's living with her parents. And she's still paying rent. Probably be cheaper for us to share rent in an apartment. Especially since she's like 45 minutes away from work. We could find somewhere that's nearby. And let's be honest, the places around here are not the best. And they're not the most expensive. So it would be worth it to just get a shitty apartment for a little while and make inside worth it. And, um, I don't think he realizes that's, that's the thing that can happen. Because he couldn't wait to say how that would be a complete waste of money. Which, we all know, renting is a complete waste of money. Why be putting hundreds of dollars or thousands each month towards a building that you'll never own. Why do that when you can just find a house, even if it's a cheap, shitty one, and fix it up yourself and put money into something that you're actually investing in? Not renting. And, um, that's where I'm having trouble is I don't want to rent. 
good news is he never put my name on the house. So there's nothing legal there. He can fucking have it. And on top of that, I will officially be a new homeowner, a first-time homeowner, and I'll be able to get the assistance like he did. So I could buy a home and have help like he did. I'm not stuck. I've asked to look into the account so I can start calculating so I can handle the finances and he won't give me the password. So what am I supposed to do at that point? I don't have access to the account, do I? I don't have access to the joint account. I don't have access to his account. So he wants control of my situation, but I can't have control of his. What a surprise. And I'm stupid to try to make decisions myself because, you know, 
Don't want to make any rash decisions. We should always get his approval first. Because, you know, I like to do sporadic things like sign up for Avon or something. And that's just, that's just not appropriate. So, <clears throat> let's not do that. And, uh, whatever. I'm just so... I'm so beaten down. And it's killing me that I don't know what he said in the text message. Ugh, yep. I should have known he's turning shit around on me again. We joke about, you know, crazy bitches in the world. The ones that'll slash your tires and fucking smash your windshields. You know, those crazy bitches. The shit, the bitches that'll fuck shit up for you at work. He said, I made him feel gross when I talked about RP. So he's a bit defensive. And he wishes I would have just said something last night. Because now he's not in a good mood. And we joke about crazy bitches all the time. Now it's just not okay when it's about you. Crazy as in like, I'm going to murder your children. I'm going to chop your dick off. Is crazy. That's, that's crazy. Me being able to smell the disgustingness in pee after asparagus is not crazy. Well, now he sees that my text messages, his text messages have been read and I'm just not going to respond. Everything, everything instantly. It's always, I'm, I'm always the one in the wrong. Always. So stupid. What do you, like, what do you even do at that point? Tell him to go fuck himself? <laughs> so many times I've wanted to do that it's, it sucks because you know I thought it was alcohol that was doing it because we were drinking all the time now I'll just have a couple drinks once every couple weeks I don't want much to do with alcohol anymore you know, I'll joke around with people because alcohol is fun when you're out with your friends. But when you're just sitting at home, the two of you, and you're getting trashed, like, it's just fucking sad. Especially since all we do is sit on the couch and watch TV. What's the point of getting trashed? I just don't get it. I'm over it. I'm over it. And, uh, I thought it was the alcohol that was making him so angry. And then he, he quit alcohol, cold turkey. I was fine with. He wasn't. He turned into a fucking asshole. He was such a dickhead every fucking day. And I let it go because, you know, it's alcohol withdrawals. And um, then he started guilt tripping me about, you know, it's all my fault and blah, blah, blah. And why won't I approve it? And. You know, I'm the bad person for wanting him to 
quit alcohol and now it just feels forced so the next time he does drink alcohol he's gonna get so fucking trashed and it's like you know what you're an adult make your own decisions (laughs) and in my head I'm thinking you know what let him drink let him fucking drink himself to death let him be such a fucking asshole to me every day that one day I finally decide you know what enough's enough yeah I'm done goodbye but it doesn't matter because when I do shit like that I've done it several times just you know what I'm done I can't do this anymore I'm not fighting anymore and I leave the longest I was away was a year (laughs) not even a year (laughs) it's like nine or ten months and um I loved every minute of it. Not every minute. I shouldn't say that. Every night when I went to sleep by myself. At 3 o'clock in the morning. Because I couldn't sleep. So I just stayed up and played video games. (laughs) When I went to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning by myself. It's pretty fucking depressing. It's pretty sad. Like. I don't know. And here I am again, on the edge. I tried opening up and talking to him. But it's my fault. I chose the wrong time to say something. I didn't say it last night. So therefore, it's my fault and I deserved it. Here comes the plant manager. I don't long to see him crying because I'm sitting in work parking lot right now. Matter of fact, <clears throat> I'm gonna go get me some Duncan. <clears throat> Fuck this shit. The coffee he gives. You know, we buy cold brew just to add some oat milk to it. It's fucking good. For some reason, it's been tasting like mold to me. And I don't like it anymore. There's something about it that my uh, my taste buds are just not happy with. It smells fine, but it literally tastes like there's mold in it. fucking pull out, dude. Jesus. And of course, that's all in my head, too. Probably. Probably mental block I have. (laughs) But again, that's my fault. text messages are showing as red. I wonder if he's going to say anything else. I can't even think. There were so many 
so many situations lately that have come up that have just like, you know, really hit me. And I've wanted to talk to him about them, but I just can't, uh, I can't remember what they were. <laughs> and I don't talk about him in that moment because, you know, he had changed so much. And then from then on, it was all me, you know, it was my fault. I'm the one that's um, taking what he said the wrong way. He didn't mean to be manipulative, like whatever. It's all, it's all my fault, you know, so I need to train myself to understand when he's being manipulative or not. It's all me. And uh, that's, it's true. I do need to learn to decipher the difference from when he's just being genuine or when he's being manipulative, but it's really hard. He told me, I don't know when I'm being manipulative, so when I am, tell me. Like, tell me what I did that was manipulation and I won't do it. And... We had a, a huge argument in the family with my brother and he was being manipulative you know he was such an asshole and I was he was okay with stalking and fucking with someone who has a mental issue thinks he's actually being followed has been arrested several times and he keeps posting pictures of you know, the cop cars that are just constantly watching him, and he's just, you know, he's having mental breakdowns every day, like, he has mental issues, and my brother just thinks it's so fucking funny, and him and his friend are gonna, you know, they researched him online, found where he lives, found his phone number, they're gonna actually stalk him and follow him around, and that's just not okay, and I argued with my brother, told him he was an asshole for doing it, and that's that's not acceptable behavior for an adult. Like, so then he blew up on me and of course it, it's my fault. You know, I'm the asshole here and um, I'm the piece of shit. Not the one that's gonna make fun of and torment someone with a mental disability. No, I'm the asshole. And his nurse girlfriend is, you know, also innocent because she thinks this is hilarious. And he had told me, you know, I better quit it and not talk about this stuff anymore. And I better keep it to myself or he's just going to block me on Facebook. Oh, you mean you're trying to manipulate me by removing me as a friend on Facebook? I'm sorry, is that a bad thing? Okay, I remember. I remember one now. So, I never cook. I used to cook. And he would complain all the time. You know, we had broccoli twice in one week. Or we had mashed cauliflower twice in one week. Or, you know, we just had pizza, you know, two months ago. Like, why would we want pizza again? So I, I hated cooking. It was miserable every day. I fucking hated it. At that time, he was working third shift. I was working first shift. So when I got up in the morning, he wasn't home from work yet. He was still at work. I'd get ready blah, 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 go to work. And when I come home from work, he 
is already in bed because he would spend the whole day doing shit, whatever. His time to sleep was the evening because he didn't go into work until 11. So I would come home, do my cleaning, cook dinner alone, eat alone, pack up his lunch, leave him a nice note about how much I love him, blah, blah, blah. And then do the laundry, do the dishes, you know, do whatever needs to get done. And then wait until he got up at around 10, 10.30 so he could just get up, take a shit, go to work. And kiss me goodbye and leave. Every day was like that. And it was so miserable. You know, I feel like being single would have been better. Because at least you could, you know, flirt with people, talk with other people, have them come over. I was not allowed to have people over the house after work. Because he was sleeping. And they might wake him up. Even if we're on the other side of the the house or outside or something, you know, I wasn't allowed to have someone over there because he was sleeping. But he could have friends over, you know, because all of his co-workers, you know, work the same shift as him, so everyone gets out of work and has a beer at fucking 8 o'clock in the morning, and he'd be okay with that, you know, whatever. His friends will come over, they'll hang out for the day while I'm at work, and then I come home from work and have to be in complete fucking solitude every fucking day. And it was so miserable. That was the most miserable time of my life. To the point where I had curled up in a ball on the ground in the kitchen after he left one night. Like, I held it in. As soon as he left for work, I just started bawling my eyes out. And I just, I got weak. I just dropped to the floor in the kitchen. I was curled up in a ball and I couldn't breathe. I called my friend, just an Xbox friend. We hadn't even seen each other in person yet. And, um, I called her to talk to her and I couldn't breathe. And then the crying was so bad. The lack of breath, like I was getting lightheaded and then I started puking. I never cried so much in my life. And even then, I never tried to harm myself. I've never been depressed. Nothing like that. But every day that I cooked, there was something wrong. You know, the chicken wasn't, um, was overcooked or it was dry or, oh, you should have grilled this. It would have been a lot better grilled or you should have put these spices. Dude, can you pull up? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You could have put these spices on it, whatever. Like there was always something, always something. And I hated cooking. So when we went to therapy and I told them how bad it was that You know, he works a physical job. I sit on my ass all day at a computer. But the emotional stress that you go through working in customer service, especially at that time, I was working in a call center where you're taking about 100 calls a day. And sometimes I'd work open to close. (laughs) I wouldn't get home until after he left for work. So it's like, it it was really tough. And I was exhausted all the time. And, um, it was too much work to have to clean and cook after all that. Like, it was way too much. And the therapist said that, you know, that's right. That's way too much work. You should be splitting it. And he said he refuses to clean. He hates cleaning. But 
the house has to be fucking immaculate, okay? If there's dust somewhere, he's going to complain about it. He's going to say something. He says something at least once a week. There is something he looks at and just looks at me like, you know this is wrong, right? Like, it's pissed at me about it. But he won't do it himself because he fucking hates it. So instead, he'll cook. Well, he decided cooking is too much for him. He works a physical job. He doesn't want to cook anymore. So I have to go back to cooking and cleaning again, right? Because he he's not going to do it. Who the fuck else is going to do it? We don't have the money to buy food because that $400 a month has just completely fucking disappeared. So we don't have extra money every month. So somebody has to do the cleaning and it's not going to be him. Okay. I mean, somebody has to do the cooking. It's not going to be him. Fine. All right. So he starts teaching me how to cook. He's teaching me how to grill. There's three burners. And he said, you know, we're talking about, we're just talking about the front two. And he said, medium, medium, low. I'm like, okay, medium. And then medium, low. I said, just, just the two burners or the three? And he said, yes. Yes to the two burners. He, he interrupted me when I was saying that and said, yes. Okay. Two burners, medium, and then medium, low. And, um, when the vegetables weren't cooking in time and he decided to look to see that the third burner wasn't on it was my fault obviously I didn't turn the third burner on I said well I asked you two or three and when I said two you said yes no you said three no I said two no you think you said two you said three no I said two you fucking heard three I said two no I'm telling you I heard three because you said three. You think you said two. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Even when I'm right, I'm wrong. Never mind. Never mind. You're the all fucking knowing God, right? You're the all knowing God. You hear everything perfect. You say everything perfect. I'm the fucking wrong one. That's right. And it's like, we could go on for a half hour arguing over if I said two or three. And the only way we would know is if it was recorded and I could play it back and see, honey, see, I said fucking two. Fuck you. But can't do that. Can't do that. Shit in our house isn't just recorded randomly. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> but even if I did point it out, he would get all defensive like he did this morning when I told him what he said bothered me and was going against my confidence. And, um, you know, I'm wrong for that too. It's all my fault. How could anything ever be his fault? <sighs> so here I am. Right back at square fucking one. And, uh... I'm not sure how to do it. I'm not sure how to handle this situation. Because I could argue with him all morning. I could argue all morning. I could. All fucking day. But it doesn't matter because everything will always be my fucking fault. <sighs> and you know what? When I tell him I'm sick of things being turned around on me, he immediately becomes the victim. I'm disregarding his feelings and he's allowed to have feelings and, and I need to acknowledge those. Even though I've already apologized for offending him and he has yet to have any kind of show any kind of remorse for beating down my confidence even further it doesn't matter I'm still in the wrong so I will always 
should always be the problem, not him. He doesn't get it. And it feels like the only way to fix that is to leave. I feel like the only way to fix anything with him is extreme measures of leaving. Which is really fucking sad. Because we're in our fucking 30s. And I guess I'm going back to therapy because under his advice, I stopped going. <laughs> that was stupid. It was really fucking stupid. So I guess I'm going back. Anyways, I have to go back into work. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. And I'm so sorry you had to deal with my bullshit. And clearing my throat and sniffling and the pauses in between so I could, you know, swallow. <laughs> or just breathe. Ugh. Or think about what I want to say. <laughs> but if you're here, thanks. I appreciate it. It's not necessary, but I'm sure there's some of you out there that go through the same exact shit that I do. So, I'm sure it'll be nice to hear that. Have a good day and good luck. <laughs>